told us to do. Y'all agree, y'all agree with that? Amen. Say amen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let's stand, if you will. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. This is a... We know that if you've if uh, been in church very long, you've probably heard the story about Moses and the burning bush. So let's start in Exodus 3, verse 1. And I'm reading out of my little new King James. It's not the straight old King James, so it be, might be a little different, but that's what's going on. It says, uh, Now Moses was, was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mount of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn down, I will now turn aside and see this great sight which the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression of which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Father, we thank you for your word, and I pray right now, Lord, that you would just take me and use me as an instrument in your hand, just a, just a, a human instrument. Take control of my mind and my mouth, Lord, and what I do, I do to glorify you. And I just pray, Lord, you would guide everything that I say, and may it just uh, help us and strengthen us and speak to us. So I just give it to you, Father, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> As I go back up, I begin. I'll, I'll I'll come through and look at a couple of things here tonight. But um, just to, just to kind of rehearse uh, this with Moses. Uh, you just remember the story of Moses, the Israelite people. They were, they were in Egypt, these Israelites. They had, they had settled there because of Joseph. If you know that story, Jacob's son Joseph was there. God used him mightily. And during a famine, Israel was able to come. Jacob and all his family was able to come. And he, and he put them in Egypt where he was. And they were there. And, and they, grew, they grew and multiplied. And it was, a, just a, it was like another nation within inside a nation. Uh, in Egypt there, and and Moses was born, and during that time, Pharaoh was trying to get rid of some of these Israelites and Jewish people, because he had kind of seen a handwriting on the wall, these, these, they'll take over, overthrow us, 
So that was going on in there, and the, the, the children, the midwives were instructed to, to kill all the, 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 the male children. But Moses' mother and dad, when he was born, they hid him for a while, but eventually she put him in the, in the little ark, you know, and put it on the, the water, and it floated down, and Pharaoh's daughter found him. She found him, had compassion for him, took him a little baby out of the basket, and raised him. <coughs> she raised uh, Moses in, 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 the, in the palace of Pharaoh, so he'd, learn, he'd come up and, uh, learning all about the Egyptian ways and, and actually was in line to become Pharaoh. And uh, when he got on up uh, age, about 40 years of age, he, began, he, he realized that he, he was a part, he was a part of the Jewish people. He was not Egyptian. That, that, that was where he was from, was the, these Israelites. And he, began, and he began to be concerned for them. And he had in his heart in his, a desire that, that he would help them to, to help bring them out. And, and so he got caught up in trying to do it on his own, in his own self. And he, he wound up killing a, 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 an Egyptian. And then he found out that somebody knew that it had happened. And he, he had to leave. He, he, he had to run for his life. And he, he got away. And he came to here where we find here in the land of Midian where uh, he, he married up, and, and his father-in-law here was Jethro, and that's where he stayed, and he kept their, he just kept their flock. So we, we have, uh, so you can see, we have someone that was, maybe had high expectations to have in the Egyptian government, whatever, to, to rise up, but through the circumstances, had to leave, for fear for his life, and so now he's, he's spending 40 more years here with, uh, in Midian, being a shepherd, just watching sheep. And that is where our, where our, our story takes over here. It's the same, it's just what he's always done. Get up in the morning and you go, you go to the sheep and you get them out and you, you take them and you, you see that they're taken care of, you're the shepherd. And uh, one day is just like the next. It's just, it doesn't really change, but this day was going to be different and things were going to change. And folks, you know, God can show up at any time in our lives and change our lives completely. And God could call us to things that we never dreamed of or, or maybe take us down paths that we may not want to go, but that's where he wants us to go. And so you never know that but things can change. And it has changed today. It has changed for Moses. So he's just, let's go into the scripture here now. And Moses is with these sheep, and he's on the backside. He's in the desert out in the, in the backside of this Mount Horeb, the, the Mount of God, and he sees a bush burning, and uh, the Lord speaks to him through this bush. He stops, and he goes over to see the bush. So let's look at this now as we start. The first thing, look, is that God appears to Moses. And I'm, I'm you know, and, and I think about this, you know, that, that I don't know, I don't know a, a lot about what Moses knew up until this time about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See, I, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, he was raised in Egypt, and, and he probably didn't, Maybe not know a lot about about it. Don't know that he had ever really had that 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 connection and that meeting with the living God. Now, has anybody in here met with that that living God? Well, I say I have. Yeah, I might not have met with him just like Moses did, but I know that I have met him. I know that I know him. Now, Moses is meeting him. And it's kind of like for the first time he's really meeting the Lord, and it's in this burning bush, but he doesn't know that at the time. So he goes there, and he sees this burning bush. And that's what I want to look at is, is that God appears to Moses, and he appears in a burning bush. Now, why? I don't, you know, 
The Lord does things. I mean, the Bible tells us that the Lord works in mysterious ways. He, he just does things. and he, may, he Hardly seldom does he do the same thing twice or different, you know, but, but he deals with all of us. He deals in our lives. I believe if you're a born-again Christian that today the Lord is de- he, he's in your life. He's active in your life. He knows where you are. He may be dealing with you. You may be fighting with him. I don't know where you are, but somewhere in your life, something's going on in your life if God is a part of your life in some way in some way. And so he, uh, Moses meets uh, uh, God here in this burning bush. And what I want to look at this, is this burning bush. Just look just real at this and, and zero in on this on just uh, what's that about? This bush burning is burning, and it, but it doesn't burn up. It's just there's a fire there and that don't, doesn't seem right. And he goes. So I want to look at that. The, one, uh, the first thing as we look at this burning bush that it's a picture. Now think about this. It's a picture of God. It's a picture of God, this, this burning bush. Because <clears throat> this burning bush reveals his glory and power, yet it's not consumed. It's not consumed. Hey, let me tell you, how many of y'all feel like God's still just as strong right now as he was 2,000 years ago? He hasn't diminished. His power isn't being consumed and burned up and nothing like that. He's still, it, it, it's not diminished at all. I thank God that's my God. That's the God I serve. I'm not worried about that he ain't going to make it. I ain't going to worry about when it, when it, when it gets t- crunch time and, 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 and things come out, that he's going to be there. He said he would. He's going to be there. He's got the power. He ain't going to come up short. We don't have to worry about that at all. He's got, he's got the glory and the power is his, and he, it's not consumed. <clears throat> I put down that God's glory and power will never diminish. Now, Moses, he would need it. He was going to need this to be, he would be reminded of the glory and the power of God, for he was soon to undertake an impossible task. He was, and so to begin with, God shows up, shows himself who he is, something of miraculous, just showing the glory and the power of God. Folks, that is, that's, God's everything, you know. The best thing, the best thing that we can do is come to realize we ain't nothing of ourselves. Whatever I am, I guarantee you, I will tell you, it's because of the grace of God, the power of God, what he has done for me, through me, in me. That's it. If I have anything good to offer, I'll guarantee you it's what God has placed there. Not me at all. I, I, I just don't swear it is. When we start to think about who we are, what we deserve, that's whenever you begin to really thank God because you don't, that you didn't get what you deserve. Because that's, that's, who, that's who we are. Johnny mentioned the other day, if y'all were here, I, I'm not, I guess it was Sunday, you know, and whenever he said he opened up the old trunk somewhere and all the roaches went out, y'all, y'all heard him talking about all them roaches. Did y'all hear that? Y'all was all asleep, wasn't you? Y'all hear that about the roaches? Yeah, all I, I mean, all you got to do is say yes or no, you know. I, yeah, okay. There we go. There we go. I'm thinking, because I, like, I, like, I don't like roaches at all, you know. I sure don't. Uh, I would have I took off. I, just, I mean, snakes, I would have drug them out of there, but roaches I ain't messing with. You know, it's just that kind of thing. But talking about the, talking about the, just the, 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 the filthiness and tr- of that bunch of roaches like that and that sort of thing. And I mean, it's just the natural thing. The natural thing, just kill them, get rid of them, man. 
whenever we stop and think. When John Newton said, you know, a wretch like me, in uh, the song at the cross when it talks about such a, such a worm as I that they're trying to do away with because, you, you know, you, make, you, you don't help people's ego when you call them a worm. But when you call them a worm, you're, calling, you're telling the truth. See, that, that's, what, that, that's who we are in light of a holy God is a, just as nasty and what he should do is stomp us. But he did. So when you think about it, now you think about it, I, I don't like thinking about reaching down there and picking up that bunch of roaches and taking care of them. But he did. Y'all got quiet. But he did. That's just how nasty, filthy, apart from God that, that, that we are. So, folks, it's not about us. Let us just go out and proclaim the goodness of God. Not, not, not us at all. Not us at all. Now, Moses, he was, going, he was, he was soon going to undertake a, an impossible task, and he would have to remember this it's, it's God, it's the glory of God, and that's who, that's who has called me. The second thing I want to look at in the, in the, uh, the burning bush was this symbol. And I love this thing about it not being consumed. And, and, and before I leave that, let me, I, 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 want, I want to mention this about, about fire. <clears throat> and it wasn't consumed. If y'all, if, folks, if, if, if we go out and build a fire, and we get us some good oak wood, and we get us a good fire going, What is that fire going to do eventually to that oak wood? It's going to consume it, ain't it? It's going to burn it up. It's going to burn it up, and the oak wood's going to be gone. And, 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 and you know what else is going to be gone? Fire. It ain't no more fire, is it? No. Not so here. See, he does. He doesn't, he doesn't have to consume it to be a fire because he is the fire. He is the fire. That's him. That's God. And that, to me, that is such a, such a good picture there of the fact that God doesn't need anything to burn. He's going to burn. He don't have to have it. He doesn't have to have the wood. He's still a fire. He's the fire. He, the Bible says he's a consuming fire, but he doesn't. once it's consumed, he's still a fire. He doesn't depend on that. He didn't, that fire, his fire didn't, he did not depend on that bush. And as soon as that bush was gone, the fire was gone. That ain't the way it works with God. Aren't you glad? He is the fire. He is the fire. And the second thing, the second thing this thing symbolizes is the Israel, the nation of Israel. Right now, right at this time, when we think about Israel, what were they going through? They were going through the fire. They were going through the fire of affliction. They were being, trying to be stomped out, <laughs> killing, killing the, the, the newborn male babies, this type of sort of thing, going through the fire. But then it goes on to say here, they were going through the fire of affliction, but they were not consumed. Same thing again. Not consumed. How many, let me tell you, how many nations wrote this down? How, how often nations have tried to exterminate the Jews and have failed? Amen? Ain't going to consume it. Ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. 
Now, bless his soul, the Ayatollah over there thinks he's going to annihilate them as soon as he can get that atomic bomb, okay? Let me tell you all something from God's Word right here. That ain't happening. Not, not according to this. That ain't... Israel, I don't read in here where Israel gets exterminated. They don't get consumed. There ain't ever going to be a time whenever the... Arab folk can look around and say, ain't it nice that there ain't no Israel around here? That ain't going to happen. I, I ain't trying to be ugly to nobody. I'm just preaching the truth. And then that, 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 that burning bush right there says, hey, Israel's going under the fire right now. They're going through a lot of stuff. But they ain't going to be consumed. I'm glad to know. Hey, folks, listen to me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to know that I'm not going to be consumed either. See, I belong to him. You may walk by here and look at me laying in that casket, but I can tell you right now, I ain't gone. I'm still, I'm still Eddie. I'm still around. I'm still having a good time. As a matter of fact, I'm having a better time than I ever had before in my life because I ain't, I ain't consumed. I'm still there. That's good. That's good. But also, it's a picture of God. It's a picture of Israel. <clears throat> But it's also a picture and illustrates Moses. You say, how, how, is it, how does that illustrate Moses? An humble shepherd, an humble shepherd who with God's help would become a fire that could not be put out. That's God's man. Now, let me tell you right now, it wasn't easy. And Moses went through some struggles and a real struggle. And, I, and I'll tell any of you right now, if you want to be a leader, have at it. But it ain't a piece of cake. It ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. A lot of people look at Lisa, well, well he, he, he do what he wants to. It don't work like that. It, it ain't no fun. And, 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 and he, would, he would learn that. Notice would learn that. But, it's, that. but with God's help, he would become a fire that couldn't be put out. He would walk in. He would walk in to the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh there. He would walk in and, and tell him face to face what he wanted. Moses would say, I want you to turn my people loose. That's what the God of heaven says, let my people go. He walks in there. And if you know, if you know the story, Moses wins. Okay, Moses wins. The fire, the fire, it's just beginning. God has done, he's going to do what he promised he would do. And, 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 and it's a good sign. Now listen to this now. I just wrote this. Servants, servants who know how to take off their shoes in humility, whoo, it's good, can be used by God to walk in power. If you know how to take your shoes off in humility and bow before a holy, righteous God who is displaying his glory, Yes, in his power, if you and fall before him in humility and knowing that I don't, I don't deserve to be here, I, I can't be in his presence, fall humbly before him, that, that, that kind of person God can take, God can take and show his power through him. That's what I look for. And I think, and I just wrote down, don't you think that the memory of the burning bush encouraged Moses in the trying days ahead, there was many days that he would look back to the experience he had at the burning bush and say, you know, especially when they'd go to griping, complaining, murmuring, they said, all that kind of stuff. He'd deal with it often. 
you know, he, it, you would think he would just, you know, but he would go back and uh, I know what God said. I know why I'm here. I know he placed me here. <laughs> Folks, listen. God knows exactly where you are, what you're going through. He's placed you there. I believe that. I believe that. Remember that. And he's there, and he knows where you And we'll get into that in just a minute. But also, I, I, I put down, and I, I, I like this. Remember this. I just put down, remember this. As with Moses, God also revealed his glory before he called Isaiah. He had that, you had that encounter with God, that strong, good encounter with God. And let me just, just read Isaiah 6 real quick, just to, to, just to remember that. That in the year of King Uzziah, uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. See, Isaiah's coming in contact. Above it were the seraphim. Each had six wings, and with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, a Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Right back to the glory of God. The whole earth is full of his glory. The posts of the doors moved, shaken, at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. The glory of God, the glory of God, a powerful, almighty God. Folks, it, it, it'll shake you. It'll shake you. The power and presence of God. It said, then said I, and here's what it is. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Same thing. You realize who you are in the presence of God. You realize who you are. You see yourself for who you are. And when you see yourself for who you are, it makes you thank God for who he is and what he's done. It just works that way. Because if you can walk around with just a little bit of you saying, you know, I'm sure that the Lord is really pleased that I, I decided to team up with him. He, he could use me, you know, because of what I am and what I can do. And be. Nah, it don't work that way at all. Just remember a roach. Just remember a roach. Yeah. Tana knows I don't like roaches. I almost killed her one night because of a roach. Yeah. She knew I didn't like her. I hit her just as hard as I could hit her. Just as hard as I could hit her. It's a wonder. It's a wonder I didn't do some damage. But, Huh? No, she just said, what in the world is wrong with you? <laughs> Have you lost your mind? Yeah, I did. I ain't going to get into it real deep, but roach got on me. <clears throat> True. But I did, I did something I didn't think I was capable of doing. And... Uh, I went from laying flat on my back to directly standing on my feet. I don't know how I did that. I only One thing I do remember is that I grunted real loud when I come up. But I did. I went from, I, I, I went from back, my fit back on my back to my feet. Boom. But on the way up, I natural hit Tonda real good. Real good. But uh, anyway, let's get into the next part of this. So we have here that, 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 that God appears to Moses and, and this, uh, 
in this bush. Now let's pick in and pick up at verse seven here. I love this because now God not not only has God God appears to Moses, God is going to appoint Moses. He's going to he's going to ask for him to do something. And I actually as I as I begin this, and I think I may be here looking at some things like this here for a while. But I just look. I I, I entitled this here spiritual challenges challenges. And and I said when God calls on you. When he calls on you for whatever he wants you to do, when he calls on you, and he's calling on Moses right here, and now he, he, he appoints Moses, but the first thing I want to look at here is a message in this about the grace of God, the grace of God. Look, look let's, let's just look at this, verse 7, and the Lord said, I have surely seen, you got that? I have surely seen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that the Lord is looking at you? You say, "Well, sometimes I try to hide and do something that I didn't want. I don't want Him to see." And he, but He sees that too. But the truth of the matter is, is that I'm glad that the Lord's eyes are on me. The Lord's eyes are on me. He said, <clears throat> "I have surely seen the oppression of my people." who are in Egypt, and what else? And I have heard, I've seen them. I've heard their cry. I've heard their cry. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know about y'all, but it sounds like to me right there would be a pretty good reason to cry out to God. That's a good reason to, to pray to him, to cry, especially, especially in times of affliction, and to, to cry out to him. I mean, there's times when you're wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if God's even looking. Well, I believe he is. God, I believe he is. He says, I have heard their cries because of their taskmasters. And listen to this. For I what? I know. I know their sorrow. Man, if nothing else, even if it's tough, it's good to know that you know that God knows you're going through it. I know he knows where I am. I know, whatever it is, I, I, I know that he knows. And if he knows, then I, that's okay. And if he knows, and, 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 when, and if he wants to do something about it, he will and he can. And I will cry out to him in this affliction. But it says, and I know their sorrows, not only that. Oh, boy, here's the next one. So what? Whoo, I came down. Man, I showed up. I'd had enough. Oh, my Lord of mercy. I'll be so glad whenever he says, one more time, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. I'm coming back. Won't that, be, won't that be a hallelujah meeting when we get on the other side? Huh? Ain't no doubt about it. He's coming back. Well, I love the, I, I just saw the front page thing on their uh, church history. And it says, running until the return. I think that's what, I believe that's what, I believe that's what it is. Running until the return. That's the church. We're the church still going, still running. We're still going, and we're going to until he returns. But he is coming back. But boy, he came back. He came right here. He came right here. He came. He showed up. Said, I've heard it. I just love the, I, I love the thought of that. He said, I've had enough, and I have came down. I've come down. I've come down what? To deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. I love it. He said, I have seen, I've heard, I know, I have come down. I, 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 I. And I love this here. Uh, this is a chorus of a song. It's called uh, He Knows My Name. But that, the chorus just says, 
simple, simple song, simple song. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. I believe the guy wrote it just reading out that verse. He knows. He sees. He hears. Thank God I'm glad he does. I'm not going through anything that I've got to, that I've got to wonder. I break, what it says, does the Lord know anything about this? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <clears throat> I thought about this. So probably, probably Moses wondered what had become of the Israelites that he had left in Egypt some 40 years earlier. <laughs> but what he found out was that God was watching over him and him also at the same time. God knew all about it. God knew all about it. Man, that's wild. You think about Moses on up here, getting on up towards about 80 years old. You can look back at this life, 40 years there, just a mess, messed up, and I've spent 40 years right here. don't see anything changing. But boy, when God shows up, he can just take you and use you. It doesn't matter. And I believe that as long as we got breath. I don't care how old you are. And I have to battle that because I'm getting on up a little bit in age. I know I don't look like it, but I am. I'm getting on up in age. And uh, I begin to think, you know, I need to sit down and quit and not do this. But, folks, listen, I don't, who knows? God may be deciding to do more with me in the next few years than he's ever done in the past. I don't have any idea. Don't have any idea, you know. So, uh, but as we look at that, I love that message of grace and in in in, in, in Jesus saying he come. The second thing is that we can connect this to Christ's birth. If you think about that, that he came, that he came in the, in, it says, and when he came, when Christ came, the same thing with the Jewish people. They were in bondage, they were in trials, and they were sorrow right there under the Roman government when, at the time of Christ. But it says God came down in the person of his son to deliver men from their sin. Same thing he did back there. He came to deliver them. The Jewish people. He came, and Christ came to, to deliver men from their sins when, Christ, when Jesus came on earth. But I tell you right now, he's coming. To, he's coming again. He's coming again. He's going to deliver his people, the church, his people. The church is going to be established. It's, it's, it's going to be a glorious time. But he's going to come and deliver us out of this mess. And by George, I don't know about y'all, but it just feels like to me we're in a mess. Man, I, 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 I don't. I don't. It, it just. Uh, I tell you, the only to me, the only joy in life is the Lord. It's the Lord. Knowing him, I was thinking today, if I didn't know the Lord, I'd be sick looking around here and this, all, this is, man, that, that's all it is, is this world and what, they're, what they've got to offer and what they're doing and what they're thinking and their, their philosophy and their worldview and all that craziness. And that was to be all, but thank God that ain't it. That ain't it. All that is is exactly what this word said it would be apart from God. That's it. But I know him. There's my joy. That's where my joy lies in him. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. How do you do that in a mess like this? Because of him. Because of him. So he came and delivered, said, God has a plan and he will finish it. God had a plan here. He's going to finish it. He's going to do it. God's plan was, hey, God's plan was to deliver Israel out of there and to put them in the promised land. Did that happen? It sure did. Oh, it was all kind of different storylines and timetables and stuff happening. And that may be the case, but there's one thing you can take to the bank. God's going to fulfill his plan. Ain't nothing going to change it. Nothing going to change it. <clears throat> and the third thing here, Tony, ease on up. I got, I got five minutes, y'all. Ease right on up. 
third thing I want you to remember this is that God uses human instruments to accomplish his work on this earth. He uses human instruments. He uses people. That's me and you. And I thought about it. And you know, as I read, I mean, listen to what I was just reading about. I've heard and I've seen. And in verse 8 said, And so I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land of uh, 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 bring them up from the land to a good and large land to a land flowing with milk and honey oh man that sounds good all them Canaanites Jebusites and all that kind of and, and, and now therefore behold the cry of children has come unto me and I have also seen the oppression which the Egyptians oppress them I bet, I bet Moses is thinking Thank the Lord. He, he's, coming to, he's coming to deliver them and say, go do it. <laughs> Moses tells God, sounds good to me, go do it. Go whip him. Go get him out of there. But the next verse says, verse 10, come now therefore and I'll send you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nothing's changed. He's going to use somebody. He's going to use somebody. He uses human instruments. I just wrote this down. There had been 80 years of preparation for Moses. He didn't know that. He didn't realize that. He was getting prepared. <laughs> you know that mountain over there where he was at? With that burning bush? That's where whenever he did deliver them, that's where he's going to bring them back to that, that very mountain. That one right there. And, and we'll, later on we'll see, the Lord says, you're going to know that I called you because whenever they're delivered, you're going to bring them back and you're going to worship me right here. True man. It's good. said, so Moses had no idea that morning when he went to, to tend to the sheep that he'd meet God. Hmm. It's real important to meet with God every day, isn't it? And in his wildest dreams, he never envisioned himself going back to Egypt. Mm. Wow. How? Mm. Couldn't, couldn't be. Not after all of that. But man, think about this now, and I'm going to close with this. God has made it a point to come and to reveal himself to this man right here. That's a murderer. That's a failure. Isn't that something? He says, well, you know what? You're the man. I'm going to use you. I wrote this down as I close here. With God. With him. Past failures don't dictate the future. And past downfalls don't disqualify. It don't disqualify. doesn't do it. Not with him. He can use you. He wants to use you. He's active. He's working in our lives. He's you, may, you may be in a place where you might be like children of Israel. What you're going through, you're crying out, Lord, I'm hurting. I don't know what's going on. Whatever it may be. Cry out because he's listening. 
You may be where you're wondering if the Lord even cares, if he sees me. He sees you. And boy, I, I tell you what, I am so thankful that as a born-again child of God, I have the presence of the power of God within me, the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God can come and just touch me deeply like nothing else can. Just knowing Him. <laughs> Moses wouldn't be like Isaiah though. Moses wasn't going to say, here am I, send me. Then we're like, we're all different. God loves us all. God works in our lives. He may use us. He may use you tomorrow in a way you never dreamed. Sometimes he may take you through some tough, tough times where you can display the glory of God. That's my prayer, man, that people can see the glory of God in, even in adversity. Just stand tonight, if you will. The altar's open. You maybe just want to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you do know where I am, that you do care about me. Thank you. You got a plan that you're going to see it through, that you know my name. 